you're listening to The Rotating Platform. It's a podcast about video games. This is episode 24. It's the 4th of October, 2015. And I'm Alan Madrill. I'm joined by Mr. Mark Green. Hello, Alan. And I'm also joined by Mr. Matthew Castle. Hello. Hey, gents. How's it going? All right. All right. You Very well? good, thanks. Should we, yeah, um, not bad. Should we explain what video games are? Um, I feel that our audience can it's understand familiar. that, really, okay. because if you don't... It's going to be a long ride. Uh, yeah, just, it just it's on Wikipedia. It. Have a look on Wikipedia if you're not sure. <laughs> well, yeah, I have, I have this strange thing actually, where when I go home and see my parents, and then occasionally they have friends, you know, their friends around, and that some of their friends have started listening to this podcast. Oh no! Because out of support, I guess. Uh, I don't know, but I keep saying like. <laughs> It's probably not for you. Like, I don't know how much you're going to get out of this because it's about a very specific thing. Like, I don't know if no one explained to them kind of what it is, you know, or that it's just like three guys being stupid about uh, about children's toys. They think they thought... <laughs> I think that might be a new uh, a new slogan for the podcast. It's probably not for you. It's probably not for you. Either yeah. that or what was it? Um, three uh, idiots talking rubbish about children's toys it was something like that wasn't it? yeah, <laughs> yeah well even, I, I, you know I, I say it's probably not for you i see that we weren't nominated for a bloody games media yeah, award yeah we weren't we're just too alternative this is our this is our problem we're just that's right we don't want to be we don't want to be nominated exactly we want to be out, out of the mainstream we want yeah, to be no it, for clarity cool. though just for the avoidance of doubt 2016 come on this could be our year yeah, I want to like we want to be able to snub an award. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's rich coming from the the award swallower there with his three games <laughs> media awards or whatever it is <laughs> gorging on awards. It's amazing. <laughs> now he wants to start snubbing them. Now he's got some. Of course, well, I'm full of them. <laughs> I'm full. Absolutely. I don't want a tummy ache. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a, what an arrogant start to the podcast. <laughs> If, you, if you're thinking about nominating us, it's all right. I'm okay, thanks. I, I, I've got that one. Well, let's fine. start. Well, let's make this the first really good episode, and this can be the start of our yeah. campaign. To uh, 24 episodes in, let's really try and do this. Do this well. Do this seriously. Okay. Uh, yeah. do you, incidentally, before we start, do you know today is a a, a, a is a bit of a self centered story. This one special. <laughs> Fully no, keep, special day for me today. This is uh, it's exactly nine years since I started on game uh, on Endgamer today. Wow. Oh wow! Happy Endgamer anniversary! Yeah. Oof! Nine wow, years. Nine years. Yeah. Man that's and boy. Crazy. Almost a decade. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And you there managed you to grind it into the dust in that period. So well <laughs> yeah. Done. <laughs> 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 yeah. That and and don't forget official Nintendo magazine. <laughs> Official Xbox, here we come. <laughs> yeah. They used to, gen- genuinely, oh. a few people call me the closer at work. <laughs> oh, well, this podcast is still going strong. Yeah, yeah so you far. Have, you've not shut this one down Nine yet. more years. <laughs> yeah. Nine more years. <laughs> well, congr- congratulations, Matthew. And, uh, Thanks. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, yeah, There's. The, it only remains for us to, uh, to crack onto some platforms. Yeah. Yeah. Which we should do as soon as this has happened. So this is one of those uh, platforms everyone's talking about. Um, This is the What We've Been Playing platform, Ah. which is where we talk about what we've been playing. Mm. Um, Hence the name. In the video game sphere, yeah. 
Do we need to explain what video games are? No, we did that in the first we bit. We did that, that yes. fine. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, Matthew, what have you been playing? I have been playing slash building um, oh. uh, Lego Dimensions. Oh, oh yeah. Which... I saw a bit of this at the old Gamescom. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, just to fill people in, it is one of these, uh, I think they call them Toys to Life games like Skylanders or Disney Infinity in that you have a real world toy that comes to life on the screen. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um of course these are Lego toys, so that's very cool because you know Lego slightly more iconic than one of Spyro and his idiot friends. Um <laughs> yeah. You know. oh, bless him. Spyro used to be like a, a, a well-loved character. No, never really. Like, sure. Oh well, part, he, he used to For be For about a year or two. Yeah, when he was just a simple dragon in the 90s. kind of so the the whole concept uh, is kind of pretty high concept, which which I like. Um, right. Is that it's like all these different Lego dimensions are kind of colliding into one another, and the kind of story takes you through lots of different dimensions. And what this is basically kind of a an invitation for uh, Traveller's Tales to make kind of maybe make Lego games or films which they maybe couldn't make an, a whole Lego game of. So, oh, okay. so it's hmm. like one. So it's like a level of Lego Ghostbusters and a level of Lego Back to the Future. And oh man, how much would I like to play Lego Ghostbusters? Well, this is the awesome. thing, yeah. And, and so it's lots of little sort of snapshots of kind of they could almost be prototypes for like bigger Lego games. You know, Lego Doctor Who is in there. Um, ah. But what's really mad is just how the scope of what they've managed to get in there with the official licenses, considering that they're all kind of playing nice with one another. So like, there's Lego portal as in the valve game mm. um there's lego wizard of oz scooby-doo um all kinds of things and you know it, it's it sounds really kind of dry and sort of cynical but like you're more i was you're almost most impressed by just like the the the, the kind of complications of the business behind it you're like how the hell <laughs> yeah. did this ever happen you know it's like it's literally yeah. and they're not just self-contained you know you've kind of got you know, here's the Riddler from Batman and he's taken over, like, you know, one of the cities from Lord of the Rings, you know? And you're like, mm. that That to me is amazing because if you're going to use those two sort of intellectual properties, like, in the same scene... Yeah, oh, you know, oh yeah, those but, like, and as, it, yeah, and as it goes on, they smash up, like, the sort of worlds break down a bit more and, you know, it ends up, like, is the Ghostbusters car and the DeLorean and they're playing together to fight this thing and it's, like, right. from a fan service perspective, it's there's not really anything else like it. Um, mm. Mm. I'm not so sure about it as just a straight like Lego game, but then that there's something about the levels like they're all a little. Um, I think part of the problem is that you only have in the starter pack you have Batman, Gandalf, and um, Wild Style from the Lego Movie, and you only have those three characters. So like whatever you do, it's all it's always solved with Batarangs, Wild Style mm. doing her thing. Mm. Or you know it doesn't have that kind of huge scope of characters are they just normal lego characters or do they have bases and yeah they, you know, they, they're they... on little bases yeah right but they are their minifigs on top um yeah any other mi- now there are like hundreds of other characters that you can be but every single one of those you have to buy so mm-hmm. so what you got and it's a full price game yeah so just just to play with those three base characters in the game like it's re- retail price is like 100 pounds Oh mm. boy! Yeah. What a hundred, hundred UK pounds. Yeah, and you can find it yeah. for eighty, but still, it's still a hundred oh pounds. Um, and that's a lot of money. And 
what it's what they've basically done is that the free play mode i don't know how familiar you are with the lego games but you have the story and then you yeah. have free play but i'm super familiar mm, yeah so but basically under this model in free play every character you have to pay you have to buy to play as them so right. actually right. even though you can get from to the end of the story and finish it all you can't 100 percent mm. complete any level without having to bought some extra stuff and that's kind mm. of a flaw because you know like literally the first interactive thing you meet in the first level you don't have a character to use it and you're like yeah. oh and then it happens again Ooh. and again and it's like oh you need a ghostbuster to do this oh you need the yeah, wicked yeah. witch of the west to do that and, you're and, like, in, and in a normal and in a normal lego game you'd be like well i will get to unlock that character. yeah exactly yeah. I'd buy, i'll buy them with time. studs but here you've got to buy them with real world money and like it's a mm. really tired argument because there are some people who are just mad so mad for this stuff that they'll buy it and it's not a question but for me, the what's always been the magic of the Lego games is just how generous they are with stuff. And mm. this one kind of goes, oh, we're still as brilliant as ever. We've got our animators have made these amazing characters. There's all this stuff, but it's just locked away. So much of it's locked away. And it re- mm. and, and I have this problem with all Toys to Life stuff. You know, Skylanders, Disney Affinity, you know, it's exactly the same. But in a Lego yeah. game, which you're so familiar with how they work, it just suddenly goes... It's less than every Lego game that ever came before it. So you get the physical piece and you put them on the base and that unlocks the character to play with. Well, that, yeah, that magics the character into the game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, I mean, the, 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 what's, what's sort of funny about this is if you end up, say you bought all the characters to play as, you still have to put them on, you have to put them on the base to put them in the game, which means you'd have to play with like a hundred characters lined up next to you. And you'd be like, which one do I need again? You're like, oh, it's the spaceman, I think. Uh, uh, let's take that one. And, and like, it even whenever you come up to an object you can't interact with, with your current character, it basically gives you a shopping list of stuff that will work. And it's like, go and buy mm. one of these. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll just, like, <laughs> how about no? How about like, you know, I'm Gandalf. I can do anything. Like I can magic and answer, and that that kind of I don't know. I and mean, it seems like a bit of a killjoy thing, but it is an issue. Mm. Like definitely, <laughs> it's not like Disney Infinity where you know that was a new thing, and so you know they could they could put the pay gates wherever they wanted. But yeah, this this feels like a an established game. Suddenly, things being locked behind money. Or worse, you have to wait because those characters aren't released; they're released in waves. So, like, oh. so this is this is a really funny one. In, there's a Doctor Who level, which is brilliant. Like the actual set dressing and the music, like it's spot on. It's such a good bit of fan service. But you and you meet Peter Capaldi, and he does all his "Hey, I'm Peter Capaldi, I'm Doctor Who," and that's all fun. Um, and then <laughs> he not as good as your Michael Caine, though. Matthew. No, I got. <laughs> um, but then, like, at one point in the level. You meet the assist- his assistant, Clara, who's like trapped in this thing. And she's like, help me, Doctor, help me, Doctor. And the only figure that can unlock the thing she's in is Doctor Who, who isn't sold until November. So you have to do this level with this person trapped <laughs> in this thing forever, going like, help, help. And you're just like, oh, great. This, this... You remember that episode in Doctor Who where you just left that person behind because <laughs> he didn't have the right stuff, you know? For about three months. <laughs> it's Ouch. That to I like... But then every time it does that, then there's a moment where, you know, GLaDOS, GLaDOS from Portal turns up and says something mm. funny and you're like, way brilliant. Uh, so, um, yeah, I just yeah. I feel very conflicted about it. I, 
if, if so I... if you decided not to not to buy any figures at all yeah would you enjoy this as as, as a I lego th- game I think, probably i don't know if you'd enjoy it as a lego game but i think you might enjoy just the sheer audacity of all these things yeah. being mashed together and that's kind yeah, of what yeah. it's selling itself on is just like look what we've achieved but mm. i feel like you know i know how lego games work i know what i'm missing out on this time and it, it, it yeah considering it's almost the price of three lego games in one it just that yeah. is just too steep it would be interesting if you could um build different configurations of stuff what? using those bricks that you're gonna it, it kind of does that with the i mean it's a trick obviously because the base doesn't know it only knows about the chip it doesn't know what's actually on it like yeah mm. you know you could stick a grape on a chip and stick it on there and it'd be like batman <laughs> you know <laughs> it wouldn't know it's, it's an idiot you know matthew yeah. you've had a long time to th- probably think about uh like profit making twists on the whole skylanders thing and this grape idea doesn't sound uh, <laughs> doesn't sound like a winner i gotta be honest great dimensions <laughs> Yeah, it it just and the thing is, you know, it's gonna. I, a little part of me though, I was playing it thinking, well, like in a world of infinite money, this would be like a kid's like maddest dream. Like they'd just be like, this is crazy. Well, maybe I don't know if they like Back to the Future or not, but um, <laughs> but yeah. you know, for like man, it's really aimed at like man children, sort of thirty somethings who like Portal, who like Back to the Future. You know, that's what it's really for. Yeah. Um, I want to see the whole thing priced up. I want to know, like, if you're going to 100% this game, what's it going to cost you if you oh, buy stuff? Well, I'm presumably people are swapping. The first range, I think know. there's like £400 worth of stuff currently out. Yeah, and that's wave one. There's four more waves, I think. Oi! No. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, any imagine if your kid just... was into that. Like, imagine that's yeah. all your kid wanted. Like, you'd, what would you say? How would you even deal with that? <laughs> you'd have to do your own kind of DIY version and it would be naff and terrible like grapes <laughs> grapes <laughs> just put grape on a pizza and you say the pizza's the magical base <laughs> yeah you've made it magic well done so so what have you guys been playing yeah I've been playing the beginner's guide uh which is the new game from the guy who did the Stanley Parable um, yeah Davy Reardon and uh yeah, this is going to be frustrating because the Stanley Parable is a kind of game you don't really want to talk about to people who haven't played it because it's nice for them to, to discover it themselves. Um, so I, I think I can talk a little bit more about this one <clears throat> uh, without spoiling it. Please do. <laughs> yeah, I need to. So um, one thing that's like I, I want to get clear from the start is that I really like this game. But I don't want people to feel it's like a a great, big, amazing thing, you know, so you kind of big something up and then you experience it and it's kind of like, that's it. And a good example of this, which I was thinking about, um, is Spec Ops The Line, um, Mm. which I heard so much about before I played it. And it was all like, oh, this game kind of turns the cover shooter on its head and all the kind of traditional sort of bro shooter tropes, you know, it kind of skewers them. And... When I started playing Spec Ops Line after like three years of hearing about it, I started playing it and I was like, oh, the the shooting is terrible in this. You know, this is like really poor. This must be a commentary on, you know, the the shooting mechanic in uh, in cover shooters. (laughs) And it's about until about two or three hours in, I realized that it was just a terrible shooter. (laughs) Like the the mechanics are terrible. Oh, well, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't agree with you there. But yeah, yeah. 
it doesn't it doesn't change the game you know it's it doesn't live up to all the stuff yeah the the the, the the narrative and the and the plot are interesting i wouldn't say amazing Trash. but um <laughs> but yeah in terms of actually a game if you stripped away all that stuff it's uh it's clunky as all hell yeah and that's my final uh word on that's that. it that's it greener is spoken <laughs> yeah. that's the story yeah. on spec ops the line done <laughs> that's, mm. that's that one done cleared out cleared away <laughs> So then, so yes, what I wanted to say is that um, the beginner's guide is pretty low key and um, but very interesting um, all the same. So Davy Readham, the game's author, is narrating over this thing. And what this thing is, is ostensibly a collection of games made by uh, another game author called Coda. Uh, and so you're playing each little game, and they're only like little mini sort of uh, indie projects. <clears throat> and you, you just move, be- you, you know, you move between them one by one, and um, Davey's talking you through them. Um, and that's as much as I can really say about what happens. And it, it takes about an hour and a half or two hours to get through it. Um, but um, yeah, genuinely, it's really, really interesting, and um, I really enjoyed it. If I say that it really rewards a second playthrough and... Uh, themes, go on, talk about talk themes. Mm, I don't really want to say. <laughs> oh, Greener, because Greener it w- have you played this? <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like someone who hasn't done their homework, but they're like, I don't want to tell you about the ending of To Kill a Mockingbird because I wouldn't want to spoil it for the rest of the class. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, well, oh. I will, well, okay, I will say one thing. So when I started playing it, I thought this was a really neat thing the way that you were playing a little game and then someone was talking to you about it and telling you what it's all about and the themes and then saying how that linked with the next game. And I was and I started thinking, like, oh, wouldn't this be cool to do with, like, Nintendo's early coin-ops or Nintendo's early mm-hmm. NES games to kind of have this um, this flowing sort of gameplay where um, you play a little bit of Donkey Kong and then you play a little bit of Donkey Kong 2 and someone's talking over it and, mm-hmm. and describing why they're important and what they do and, and pointing out things for you to notice. Mm-hmm. So... As you play the game, you'll realise that that's a thought that you will feel you want to think a bit deeper about <laughs> without spoiling anything. So that's as that's as far as I want to go. But how did it how did it make you feel? Pretty, I would say, pretty devastated by the end. Hmm. Uh, Do you think? And it- like I said, I I went straight back for a second play, and I saw and. And 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 knowing what I knew, it it really changed the way I experienced it. So, yeah. but again, you know, maybe because I'm being so vague, it seems like it's life changing experience. It's very low key. Um, you know, it's just you're just walking through things. Oh, oh, the other thing I want to say is it it really appeals to me visually. Like all these little experiments <clears throat> that you play as you go through, very simplistic, very abstract. Um, they're supposed to have been written, uh, I guess from like the late 90s to the oh maybe the the, the the mid 2000s i can't remember but they're all quite simplistic it starts with a with a counter strike level mm. um that this coder had, had had developed okay um there's no it's not clear and and i don't think it's even clear from interviews that um that davies done that whether coder is real or not i think it's uh, you know i don't think it spoils anything to say that i started playing it assuming coder is is fictional that didn't ruin my in, enjoyment of the game, you know, to to know whether or not, um, you know, this was a work of fiction or a, mm. a, a work of kind of real documentary. Um, but, yeah, I got a lot out of this, actually. 
Yeah, I'm sorry I'm being so No, it's all right. Has it, has it, got, any, uh, has it got any big laughs? Like the, well, no, like the Stanley parable was very funny. Um, no. Oh. You probably need, you probably want to, I did see someone mention online, you probably want to forget the Stanley parable to a certain extent when you play this. It's not the same kind of experience. It doesn't react in the way that right. the Stanley parable did. Um, how, z- so, how zany is it out of 10? Oh, like a like a one out oh. of ten but i do recommend it and i'm sorry i have to be so vague about it sounds, but a, I guess sounds I just... a bit lardy da to me <laughs> <laughs> well good question is it lardy da does it manage to you know that was instantly that was a direct quote from the edge review <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's all a bit lardy da isn't it <laughs> so yeah so really it was just to say do give it a go it's only like six pound or seven pound or something and uh yeah it's uh, not 400 for the starter version. Okay, no. good. No, it's got an emotional kick to it. Mm. So, yeah, go and get kicked in the, kicked in the stomach. In the emotions. By, yeah, with emotions. Yeah. I'm quite intrigued by that. I may well have a look. Check it out. Have you played the Stanley Parable? Uh, no, I haven't. Mm, check Much that out. to my shame. Check them oh, both out. Yeah. They're both I, I do want to. It's on the list. It's on the the list. Stanley Parable is really, really good. And I was kind of frustrated with it to start with. I can't remember why particularly. But... I that game is that thing has really stuck with me. It's uh, I think of it often. <laughs> Excellent, cool. I've been playing uh, for. You know, I, I think we're running the whole gamut of uh, styles of stuff at the moment because we've gone from Lego to the Beginner's Guide, and I'm kind of somewhere in the middle with something quite kind of middle of the roadish. Uh, it's Infamous Second Son, hmm. um, which is, this uh, is a game that Matthew hates, from what I remember. No, it was like someone else. Some, I'm, we, we, I'm not we, a big... I must admit, I've, that's the PS4 one, right? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't a big fan of Infamous 1 and 2. I've not played Second Son mm. based on my dislike of Infamous. Yeah. Okay. Well, this will be this will be interesting. Cause so, it's, well, how, long is it since, how long is it since PS4 came out now? Is it a couple of years? Yeah, give or take. So this will be an interesting perspective, you know, from not the amidst the launch hype. Yeah, yeah. Does it stand up? And the answer is uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, it's. I I think it's a really nice game. Uh, Matthew's making a face. I like Infamous, so I'm. Put, I just put that out there. I think. I think they're. Uh, yeah. they're good little games. I think. I think it's really nice. I mean, it's pretty much. Um, when I say middle of the road, I mean it in a good way. It's. Just, it's a well-established genre of the sort of open world, uh, third-person action game uh where you've got this big map and you can go around and like mark off different you know you go and do little quests here and there or you collect this type of thing which powers you up and you unlock more superpowers uh and is set in a modern world and it's pretty much like every other game but um i'm really (laughs) selling it super badly but what makes it work is the powers in it um which are a lot of fun the like way in which you're powering up kind of works gradually yeah and um for me this game is it's kind of like a comfort zone because i've just come out of playing a lot of metal gear solid 5 and oh, yeah, this is too. squarely ticks a lot of my boxes so i'm like i love like those, those kind of open world third person games uh i'm a bit of a sucker for superheroes as well and this uh way the way in which or the world if you like in which these superpowers exist is really nice mm. they're all based around like modern tropes like neon and smoke they yeah. kind of you know give you your powers the powers are somewhat similar in some ways. Like there's always a shooty thing and there's, a, there's always a melee attack and stuff like that. 
but there are particular things that differentiate isn't, them, aren't, aren't like some how of they the, move. Am I misremembering, or some of the powers are considered evil and some are considered good? Or something some of like the that? moves um, are evil, and you can mm. unlock certain uh, other powers based on how evil you're being. Which is interesting because I'm always a goodie in games, right? Mm. And I've, and I, for the last couple of years or so, I've, I've been sort of saying to myself, one of these days I'm going to be a baddie, but I can never really bring myself to do it, except in Infamous Second Son, or mm. I'm going full baddie uh, all nice. the way. Um, I always thought I'd go go full baddie on my second playthrough, something like that. If I do Knights of the Old Republic, my first my first run through is a good one. Second's baddie, but That's interesting. here I'm baddie all from the start. That's interesting because Infamous. I think is criticised quite a lot for quite weak characterization. You know, nope. like the no, 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 flatly denied, flatly oh. denied. You're or oh, particularly the way I'm playing it. You're just this bloke who's enjoying his powers, mm. which to me is a lot of fun. Like as an idea, I actually wrote something, started to write a, a novel years ago about pretty much the same idea of like somebody who just just like a normal person who discovers that they have superpowers and kind of just started enjoying that, you know, and what that actually would feel like. Mm. In quite in in a way that feels a little bit more like you or I would, but then of course it all has to get uh, dramatic, and uh, you know mm. there has to be tension and conflict and all that stuff. He can't just bit... go around jumping around buildings and stuff. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, certainly one of those games like Saints Row where it's not gonna, it's gonna give you the ability to to traverse the city. Um, yeah, very easily. It, it's and... a lot like Saints Row in that way. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good comparison. Um, yeah. but um, in the way that Saints Row makes you laugh on a good day uh with how ridiculous it is um i think this is going for something a little bit more um i don't know i mean it is quite funny some of the chat is quite amusing there's some really nice voice performances as well see the prop the problem i've always had with like the infamous series and i've not played um second son um is that to me they always felt like a like a massive like hangover from the previous generation, and this was on PS3. You know, they felt like mm. what people were doing with open worlds on PS2 and GameCube and Xbox, where it's just like, look, it's an open world. Now go and just do stuff that you do in like a linear level. Like go to here and fight some guys. Go to there and like they they just didn't have any ideas. Like they were like you could climb around. That was its thing. It was like he climbs a bit, so it's a bit Spider Man-y. But it was fundamentally like you've got superpowers, but one of them is the shooting some stuff. And you're like, well, that's just, so it's just a shooting game. And you go into cover <laughs> and you jump around and you shoot some guys. And then it's like, go to the other side of town. You know, there's a thing that you need to do. And you're like, well, I, is it going to be shooting some guys with lightning? Because well, I imagine it is. <laughs> I think. I mean, I'd, I like. To, I'd like to see where it's going as a as a you know uh where that that plot line is going or well, not plot line but where you know where sucker punch take it next i want to see because they are they're they're really nicely put together games you know yeah sucker punch get a free pass because of uh rocket robot on wheels yeah, which is <laughs> which, they've, which they've never made anything with like five percent of the ingenuity of that game mm, that's like, true. what happened to the sucker punch that made that they were like oh we've made this crazy thing we have to you know every collectible in the game is like a, almost a different game to get it they're like, mm, well, yeah. what about a game where you just fly around <laughs> shooting lightning at bad guys? Oh, yeah, brilliant. That sounds great. Are they doing more of, an, of Infamous? I, I don't know. know. I, I imagine so. they will. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Oh, that's, yeah. that's good. But, yeah. you know, it's a, to me, it's the kind of game that you wouldn't want to play when it came out particularly. But a couple of years down the line, when you just want something kind of, 
comforting. Yeah, uh, I had very much the I had very much the same feeling from the original Infamous, which I played years after it came out. And I I do I I do agree with what Matthew's saying. I think when I played it, I was kind of like, this looks, yeah, it it, it felt very dated. Um, And but yeah, it it was as you say, Alan. It was kind of easy, not easy in the sense of difficulty level, just easy to just kind of get into and just settle into oh, it's, you know? I, and, it, and it pushes a lot of my buttons you know it's yeah. very to, to me it feels very similar to like i have the same problems with like watchdogs it's just like an open world with nothing in it except like go to the place and shoot the guys or have a race and you're like mm. oh again i don't really agree with that because mm. you come across yeah. uh, there are these protest groups so you might just sort of stumble across things it doesn't do quite as much distraction as mm. some of the, you know, you know, you literally can just go off and 15 minutes or, or half an hour later, you think, oh, yeah, I was going to do something else, wasn't I? I was going over here to do mm. that. It doesn't quite pull you away as much as that, which I quite like because I am probably will want to 100% this thing, right? Mm. But that's actually quite achievable. Right. It's not intimidatingly mm. well, nice. large. Yeah, and you can yeah. just kind of go through. I guess it's it, like you know? it's like a big bowl of cereal. It's like the cereal of video games. You know, you just like <laughs> la 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 la. You know, yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's 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 quite. It's nice. like a but, comfort you know, bowl of Cheerios. Yeah, it's not bad for you, but it's not good for you either. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> whenever, whenever Matthew will never return now from shelling out uh, fifty pound a time for Lego. Figurines, yeah, that's, that's it. Anything that's else where is it's at. just not. It's not interested. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, too, if the, if. If they did Lego Infamous, then I'd be interested. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> like, I can't wait to own that charismatic anti-hero as a Lego minifig. <laughs> What's his name, Matthew? What's his name? What? Mm. Charis- I, bet, I bet Alan can't even name him, and he's playing I, What, Delsin Rowe? Yes. Oh, Delsin Rowe, what a terrible that, name. I know, that's clearly made up, isn't it? But the thing is, he refers to that. It's quite self-referential in there. He, he refers to how rubbish his name is. <laughs> Oh, that, that's, a, that's no excuse that's just like oh guys we've come up with a character and we've recorded all the dialogue but we've only just realized the name's dreadful oh why don't we just say the name's dreadful yeah that's fine that's a good fix imagine if he just if he did that for the whole game about every mediocre element of it he was like i feel like i've done this mission 10 times looks to the camera <laughs> well those were some video games weren't they you they were they sure were you clarified that earlier that you know what video games are and everyone else does, so I don't want anyone yeah. to say I'm not sure if they were video games. Although the the beginner's guide may be a bit borderline. It sounds really meta. Yeah. Um, all right, well, we're teaching on the edge of this platform as it shrinks underneath us. That's a, that's a new feature. Uh, I've just, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the platforms, they shrink uh, as we're on them. Terrifying. If you get a bit bored, is it like, platform shrinking now? <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> the readers can text to shrink. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners, yeah, thank, even. Sorry. Thank God that isn't possible. Yeah. <laughs> or we'd be just in, in the uh, whatever's underneath the platforms. Yeah, uh, every time you're bored with this podcast, send us the word shrink. <laughs> <laughs> My psychiatrist will love you for it. <laughs> All right, let's clear out and uh, get onto another platform after this. And we've landed on a familiar platform, but a platform we've not visited for some time. Yeah. It is the Predicto Names platform. 
Hooray. Where, yes, an old favourite. Uh, <laughs> for those that have not joined us, uh, for those that have not joined us on this platform before, um, the idea is that we use the predictive text on our phones to devise uh, names for new games, and then we yeah. try and work out the concept for those games. Um, this this week, uh, we're, we're giving a bit of a twist. Are we not greener? Do you want to explain? Oh yeah, I just thought uh, just recently Nintendo had the, Nintendo's just coming out with the new Chibi Robo game, um, which by all accounts. And by all accounts, I mean the five minutes I played at Gamescom is <laughs> rubbish. And um, and mm. Nintendo said, uh, if this Chibi Robo game isn't successful, then they're not going to do any more Chibi Robo games. No more games starring that lovable little silver robot who plugs himself into plug sockets, as you all remember from those multi-million selling <laughs> Chibi Robo games. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I thought we could... Uh, use chibi robo uh do chibi robo games um through predicto names to help nintendo out um come up with yeah. awesome game ideas that would sell so yes it'll all be chibi robo games in so we want to go chibi robo colon and then the name of the thing yeah right let's roll phones up ready phones on ready yeah here we go, go. ready Ra- randomizer engaged I'll, I'll kick thing i'll kick proceedings off with Chibi Robo colon City Clark. <laughs> <laughs> That's the boost the series needs. Oh, man. That's definitely because with the plugging into the sockets and stuff, yeah, what could be more interesting? Yeah, he can uh, power himself for a full day of uh, clerking. Of, of oh. menial office uh, tasks. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's exactly the kind of quality I hope for. Yes, <laughs> I've, I've, I've got one. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, Chibi Robo Wrathful Karen. <laughs> or maybe you've annoyed Karen in uh, someone oh, in the office. I like the Karen. idea that because so Chibi Robo he traditionally has to tidy up like a house. He lives in a house with like a family. They've got stuff going on. Yeah. And, um But I like the idea that now he's just cleaning up after. Maybe it's like Wrathful Karen is someone's ex girlfriend, <laughs> and she's just like he. I don't know. Maybe he's like trying to help the guy out or something. Yeah. <laughs> My I gotta get my old phone was really good at this and my new phone is terrible. <laughs> it's just coming up with really rational things like Chibi Robo strikes back and you're like, What? <laughs> what is Chibi Robo what? doing in here? Stop it. Chibi Robo Whiplash? No, that's the real that's the real name of the game. Chibi Robo Second Son? What? <laughs> I've just come I've just been given Chibi Robo Prevent Satan. <laughs> <laughs> That is the game I want to play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. By only the power of uh, cleaning. Or by or by just, uh, you know, just interfering with all the plug sockets somehow. You know, like like injecting them with a virus. That's the kind of thing that's possible, right? From one, one plug to another. Why is that going to prevent Satan? Well, because his computer won't work. And then he prevent, can... Oh, what? Prevent it from using... Oh, it's prevent Satan, but actually it's prevent Satan from using his computer. Yeah, he won't be able to send anyone any emails. He won't be able to get anything done. His nasty emails. <laughs> he's like, do some robbing. Is that how it works? Satan sends yeah. you an email. Yeah, well, he's, he can't access his to-do list, yeah. So then nothing bad happens. Be... I just like the idea. It's like, I'm good for cleaning. I'm good for polishing. What do you want me to do? Uh, prevent Satan. <laughs> oh, guy, you are asking the wrong guy. <laughs> Chibi Robo Fish Dish. <laughs> It's like a cooking mama thing. That's just, that's just he's to clean one really tough, <laughs> tough 
a dish, you know? Or like, it's like one it's like a fish pie and it's got some you know when you like leave a pie dish and it becomes really encrusted cheese, on that there. cheese sauce is just welded on. You it's been through yeah, the machine. That's it. He's just like chibi, one dish, that's your job. Fish dish. And you just gotta chip away at it and everything. Yeah. For just like really long soaking period yeah. yeah then you get a knife out and kind of get into the little corners yeah, yeah. scrape on it oh man <laughs> he's just like we sh- he just keeps saying we should get a new dish well, i honestly think yeah. just getting a new dish would be better you could spend 20 minutes scraping or you could just buy a new dish yeah yeah tell me about it um i got Ch- chibi robo mexico library <laughs> <laughs> Where he goes that's, to a Mexican library. They're famously uh, messy. Those Mexican libraries. Well, that's one of his. That's one. Yeah, that's one of his international adventures. <laughs> yeah, he's invited by the Mexican government uh, to clean their central library due to his reputation. Well, just... <laughs> yeah, there's there's plenty of potential for an for international offence to be caused there, which is which is always nice. Well, mm. yeah. Well, yeah. Why do you think Chibi Robo is a is constantly racist, <laughs> culturally insensitive. It's sort of bigoted. It's mo- it's, it's uh, often bigoted, is what you're saying. It's just you don't ever get to see his because his, that's the thing. Like his bigoted mode only unlocks when he's like fully powered, which he never is. Oh, so it's draining batteries. Uh, uh, Chibi Robo upholds pillow. Uh, maybe that's just a weird way of just that he's just holding a pillow up while he cleans underneath it. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not his most thrilling game. Well, it's better than fish dish. <laughs> Do you, I, I actually think cleaning a really, a really dirty dish is more interesting than just holding up a pillow. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is good. Chibi Robo Freshen Manchester. Well, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, his toughest mission yet. <laughs> <laughs> he's like. He's like. Did you think cleaning that fish dish was hard? <laughs> like, yeah. Wait till you hear your next mission. I need you to freshen Manchester. <laughs> what, all of it? <laughs> yes, Jimmy. Yes. <laughs> yes Get <Jimmy>. going. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, God. Chibi Robo, morphological Brian. That's, that does sound like one of Chibi Robo's weird sort of surreal mates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, morphological Brian! <laughs> oh, not morphological Brian! I just, I just dusted. The thing is, though, that does come with the uh, morphological Brian amiibo, so it's <laughs> yeah, Morpho- morphological. It's Brian, actually obviously. the rarest amiibo there is, <laughs> and that is saying something. But things take a dark turn in Chibi Robo Detach Kidney. Um, <laughs> I think that's his own kidney when he falls on hard times. Surely it's he. He is the tool that, like organ mm. pirates, use to take people's kidneys. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He'd be a neat little, a neat little thing. Because he he's quite small. Yeah, he's quite clean. Like he's metal, so you could sterilize him quite easily. Yeah, and then he can tidy up afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like all the all that all that sort of blood and stuff. Does is he ever cleaned up blood in a Chibi Robo game? I don't think so. <laughs> he hasn't been called into a suspicious house. Where it's like, oh, can you just get rid of all this? <laughs> yeah, by like an anthropomorphic rubber duck. <laughs> it's like, quack, quack, please clean up all this viscera. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. And don't tell no one. <laughs> she slipped. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> He's just like, oh, okay. Oh, Chibi Robo, kind-hearted opinions. Oh. <laughs> that's his. That's his community service after his racist adventures. Yeah, yeah. He's got the judges. I want to hear some kind-hearted opinions from you, young man. <laughs> He's got to make good. Yeah. <laughs> But there are time there are times when he falls off the rails a bit and uh and that's when you get uh Chibi Robo bench shrieking. Sim <laughs> 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 standing on a bench shrieking. <laughs> it's a horrible image. Well he had a he had a he had a game set in parks called Park Patrol where he cleaned oh, up yeah. parks. <laughs> I like the idea that like bench shrieking is just park patrol gone very wrong. Okay, <laughs> see. What are you laughing about? I just I I've got the word greatest, and I'm trying to get the second word, and and what's not coming up? I sometimes see it flip by, is a compliment. Greatest Chibi Robo, greatest compliment. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it just tickles me. What a cutie! I wonder what the greatest compliment for Chibi Robo would be. <laughs> you are you are no longer we no longer consider you racist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was just thinking like you did a really good job cleaning in here. <laughs> Um, what about <laughs> what about Chibi Robo uh, greatest pleasure <laughs> there's something a bit sinister about that that's just Chibi Robo who keeps that's his opening line he's like I'm searching for the greatest pleasure <laughs> and all these weird characters are just like oh god oh no here comes that weird cleaning robot and his relentless search for hedonistic gratification <laughs> yeah I like the idea that he says that straight, you know, straight to camera, and then the camera just slowly <laughs> zooms in. Uh, oh, he's so weird. It's like, I really want him to do some cleaning for me, but I don't dare ask him because he's such a freak. <laughs> well, they were some very enjoyable Chibi Robo titles. Yeah, I think we've sorted Nintendo out there. they got a whole yeah, year, decades of gamers. That they... I hope the Chibi t- uh, Robo team are listening. Yeah. You know, because if they weren't, they've missed out on some on some gold. Seriously, though, I really hope they're not listening to that. <laughs> like, ge- like genuinely. Oh. Yeah, they're like, oh, they don't understand Chibi Robo at all. <laughs> <laughs> Although they seem to have pinned down his racism, which we've tried to keep yeah. quiet over the years. Yeah, like, they're like, oh, he is racist. That would be like an Awatarask interview <laughs> revelation. Yeah. You're like, oh, tell me, please tell me something about Chibi Robo that you have never told anyone. <laughs> oh, well, he's actually a, a terrible racist, Awatasan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. <laughs> all, all laugh in brackets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, oh. but it's okay because he keeps it to himself. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Um, it backs away yeah. slowly. So I think we need to get off this platform. Mm. You know, I'm I'm sick and tired of Chibi Robo and his and his hate speech. <laughs> so, uh, so we're just we're just going to get the hell out of here. We're just going to forget this ever happened. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but uh, f- uh, after this, it is the year three thousand. Apocalyptic disaster has struck what has become known as the event. Millions are dead or dying in the molten lava of a collapsing planet. The one beacon of hope, the Space Ark, constructed to protect humanity's best people and greatest works, and carry them safely to a new home beyond the stars. Racing against time, the Space Ark Games Committee convenes to decide which video games will be preserved for future generations 
and which will be lost forever to the fire. It's the year 3000, my friends, and humanity is ablaze around us. Uh, everything <laughs> oh, you yeah. have ever known is going up uh, in the form of energy into a cold and uncaring universe. So let's have a look at uh, some user-generated uh, content games, shall we? To, to Absolutely. Me. Yeah. So, yeah, the genre is games in which you create stuff, right? Yeah. User user creation e games as I took to call it on Twitter. Yeah. In the in the spirit of Super Mario Maker, <clears throat> which may well get a nomination itself, uh in this space arc. Should we kick off with um WarioWare DIY, which got a lot of nominations? Well, I was gonna nominate this one as well. Let's hear what the melted have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yes, the melted blob one, yeah. which looks a little bit like Luke Summerhays, but uh, hard to tell, Re- only by his dental records, um, <laughs> which have also DIY- gone up in flames. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, WarioWare DIY on the DS allowed me to insult my friends with crude fart jokes, which is arc worthy in my book. Well, Luke, you have not been paying attention to the rules of the space arc, but. <laughs> it's not- it's not just that that gets stuff into the art, but fair enough. Well, I well, it's it's good enough for a vote from me. <laughs> that has been that has been my secret agenda. Every game I voted in has actually got fart jokes in it. <laughs> now I find out. Yeah. Great. But as long as you're not actually farting on the space arc, that's okay. Yeah, that that is not acceptable. Yeah, that's a that's an absolute crime. Yeah. Yeah. Although to Chibi Robo, that's the greatest pleasure. It turns out. <laughs> Oh man, are we still making that joke a thousand years afterwards? (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. I can't believe that that was made the best joke of all time when that was announced (laughs) at the annual Joke Awards. (laughs) Yeah, they actually actually, uh, nominated us for a Games Media Award um, after that joke. They they took away someone else's nomination and put us in. Um, so for further WarioWare um, nominations, Callum Jackson says, I second WarioWare DIY, making dumb games and wirelessly sharing them with your friends to make them laugh is the best. <clears throat> mm. Well, that's a good point, isn't it? Because the way in which you share them, like you can, you can sort of just show them around your friends, can't you? Well, wait nice. a minute. So isn't WarioWare DIY in the long um, series of Nintendo games that just make an absolute mess of uh, sharing stuff, including... Super Mario Maker, actually, in that. I mean, yeah, if you've got friends nearby with a DS, great. If you want to share online, it's all Friends Code City, isn't it? Yeah. It did, a, it did quite a good thing where you could uh, upload them to this sort of... Uh, I don't know what, it, what, what they called it, but it was kind of like oh, a, yeah. a warehouse, which you could actually access yeah. from the Wii. You could play them on the Wii using a WiiWare channel. Yeah. Um, the Purple Chimp... I never know if people want to be known by their Twitter handle or their Twitter name. So I'm going to say the Purple Chimp here. So the Purple Chimp says, WarioWare DIY, even though I could only make absolutely awful mini games, it felt like the closest thing to real game design. And then James Langston, he says, uh, I, well, he talks about Repton 3 on the BBC Micro for a bit, which gets him a vote, a retro vote from me. But, mm. um, he says, he probably, we probably wouldn't, Put that in. I would, James. But then he says that leaves WarioWare DIY. We should all remember classic film adaptations adorning the red section of Endgamer. Those pages make a yes vote mandatory. 
Also, you could recreate the event as a five-second minigame. Fun. <laughs> That's true. You could you <laughs> yeah. could do quite a nice minigame of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just watch. But yeah, they are, the, the word on that five-second game is watch. So, yeah, I mean, I'm really pleased that WarioWare is... Oh, did we have a WarioWare? Did we talk about WarioWare before? I love WarioWare. It's like the greatest greatest thing in the world. It's um, uh, It was number 100 in Edge's 100 Greatest Video Games book. Oh, that's good knowledge. It's a very contemporary list. Spec Ops The Lines is on, is on it. Oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> Higher than WarioWare DIY, of course. Oh, dear. Oh, WarioWare. WarioWare DIY has got better cover shooting than Spec Ops The Line. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, this is, WarioWare DIY is an awesome, awesome thing. My favorite, One of my favourite video game writers, r- writers about video games, Anna Anthropy, she is often talking about WarioWare DIY as just a really great, um, you know, just a really great, great game making tool for, 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 you know, people who aren't experts at things like, um, it doesn't, I I think she feels it doesn't, or, you know, character or anything of any sort of thought. (laughs) No, it's just, it doesn't talk down to the, to the person, you know, it has bits of scripting and you can, Mm. you can, you can make music, you know, actually make proper music in it. And, you know, it, it is pretty full featured, um, it, it's not. It, it's not. A, it's not dumbing things down, for you know, in in the sort of worry that pe- it'll overwhelm people. You know, it's a proper game making tool. Um, so, I'm all for it. Uh, I, the, the internet is full of praise for WarioWare DIY, yeah, I, and so are our listeners. I love. I love WarioWare DIY. I think it's part of its brilliance lies in the fact that what you're making uh, has a maximum length of like five seconds. Which just means it's achievable. Like the, a, a big problem I have with a lot of user-generated stuff is it takes like an awful lot of brain power to devise an entire level. You know, of like a level of the yeah. big planet, a level of this, yeah. a level of that. Here, it's just it's like hard. one idea, one button press, and you're off. And and most people can mm. imagine a. Or if I press A here, and then this thing happens, and then that's all you need is that tiny foothold to then take you on that sort of journey of, oh well. If I can do that, then if I add this in, it becomes a little bit more complicated. And the next thing you know is you've built something kind of like really substantial in five seconds, you know. And, mm. and uh, yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, it just it's just so achievable. I think is what's good about it. I made, I did, uh, we did well. We did as a magazine several features in Endgamer where we did um, like spreads of WarioWare mini games that we'd made that were mm. I think one Kitsy did like a review of the year which was like the 10 biggest news stories of the year as in real oh, yeah. world news stories as WarioWare mini games um mm. we did like 10 great movies as mini games I did Christmas movies one year great and it's just so I'll find the YouTube link and put it up on the Twitter um oh yeah there's just so much uh you can just do so much with it and and have so much fun with it and Anyone can play them. Anyone can appreciate them um, because they're so simple to kind of play and do. And and it, it it actually does it does something which I think like Mario Maker doesn't do as well in that actually like educates you in quite a smart way because it kind of it has like a mode where it shows you a mini game that you kind of recognise you know a recognisable mm. thing you've already played and then it just takes a couple of the steps out of it and you have to fix it. And mm. that process, you realise, oh, it's so simple. This one simple thing made this kind of complicated thing happen. And that yeah. that just tells you so much more about the tools you've got than, you know, just go and imagine something. 
Um, mm. Let's put it in the art. Let's preserve it. And it's then we in can the make art. Infinite, in. infinite, we can make infinite video, video games. Yeah, we may as well just dump everything else into the lava because we can <laughs> yeah. we can make any game in WarioWare DIY. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> we can't play for very long, but yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. no, yeah, Goldeneye's not going to be so much fun when it's uh, five seconds. Long. I don't know. Have you played Goldeneye recently? Like uh, you wouldn't want to play five <laughs> seconds of that. So uh, next up, we've got Mario Maker. Uh, this has been nominated by mm. by uh, Axis fifteen hundred. Um, oh yeah. And uh, he says, uh, I guess I'd better nominate it then. Oh, he sounds very kind of uh, resigned about that. <laughs> oh, there's a reason for that. I'll explain in a second. I guess I'd better nominate it then. Mario Maker is amazing. It makes you appreciate how hard it is to make a decent level. I have even more respect for EAD now. Even if it results in a bad level, the act of creation is incredibly fun. You just want to mess around with it. Did I mention that Mario Maker is almost Space Ark the game? You can make lava-based levels. <laughs> Very good. Oh, yeah, almost, that needs to happen. Almost. Oh, that yeah. needs so, to happen, though, right? The reason he says, I, I guess I better nominate it, is because I put out there, Matthew, that you promised us opinions on Mario Maker last uh, episode. I can't remember if it went in the episode, but you did mention it while we were recording it. I promised hot opinions. Yeah, so... Yeah. so let, hot, yeah. A hot take, I believe it was. Yeah, we want as much hot as possible in this space, so yeah, yeah. bring it on. Yeah, like well, I, there's no such thing as a cool opinion around here. Just, you know, I mean, it's, just <laughs> yeah, take, no a, take a look outside of the window, man. Um, yeah, um, yeah I, I, no, I, I haven't played as much Mario Maker as I'd like to have played, um, but uh, I think it, it, it is, it is a, a like a just as a simple tool and, and i think the the thing uh, axis points out is the kind of just playfulness of like messing around with it like it has mm. there's something very kind of instantaneous about it you can make something so quickly mm. that you can enjoy and appreciate and mess around with that yeah. it's not a kind of a oh if i do this i'll find out if it works in two hours because you sort of fundamentally know yeah how mario himself works like you come in with kind of quite important piece of knowledge about like the limitations and what he should be doing um yes and then it's just for you to kind of build a level around that um the the, the problem i have with it isn't isn't really the software at all it's it's that i'm not good at it i'm not good at building mario levels like i like mario levels but i i have no idea how to make them um and i think a lot of people don't like from what i've played of it like there's a lot of bad stuff um mm. But that's to be expected. You know, if you look at some of the more recent new Super Mario Bros. games, even Nintendo can't always make brilliant Mario levels. No. Um, yeah, I, I think over time... What, what you'll probably get is a real sort of hardcore community of people who are just making oh, yeah. really, really genuinely good stuff. And, and all the people who are just messing around with Super Meat Boy style, sort of, I, I want to be the guy, super impossible levels will all fade away. Hopefully, and just be left with with people who yeah, are just generating. I just, yeah, I, yeah, it, it's it's I have sort of a, a generally weird relationship with sort of user generated games in that I don't yeah. I don't like building stuff myself. No, I, I would absolutely agree, and and there's nothing worse, and and there's nothing worse for me than just being presented with a blank canvas. Yeah, you know, I just have no idea what to do with it, and it's interesting as writers as we all are. I think we thrive on um limits and rules you mm-hmm. know so if you asked me to write an article and just said go and do it uh, about something i'd find it really difficult but if you say do it in 500 words 
then I could probably do a pretty good job. And here's a subject, and you know it's going to go in this magazine, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I like having limits to my creativity, and that helps me think. Mm. And um, yeah, so something like Minecraft is is like a living nightmare. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I know what you mean. Yeah. If if you're into Mario Maker, it's actually worth. like checking into like the tw- uh, Twitter feeds of um, like looking up some sort of like indie devs because loads of developers are mm. sharing their. Le- there's some really cool stuff happening, but you mm. kind of got to dig for it. And there's some you know like there's the you know people who've made quite prolific games on on Nintendo platforms are making stuff and and kind yeah. of having fun with it. And like I'm down with that. So I guess the big quandary about Mario Maker is do we put it in given that Nintendo shut the servers down 963 years ago and there's no actual levels left oh. for anyone to play? Everything is lost. The thing is, what you've got to remember, though, is that knowing Nintendo, they will be releasing uh, another Mario Maker for Mario's uh, 1,000th and 28th birthday. <laughs> yeah, that's Because, true. like, yeah. they love milking that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, it's his and birthday they ca- again. And- <sighs> That's right, and they've and they put all that money into the um, technology that's kept Charles Martinet alive <laughs> just, for over just so a thousand he can still years. Do. But well, it's it's quite a, it's quite messed up actually because he's in this like special life support suit. But the only way you can power it is by saying Mario catchphrases. <laughs> <laughs> so to keep himself alive, he just has to keep saying it's a me. <laughs> it is it, it is a me i'm still here it's a me i'm alive <laughs> but that's okay because every time he says it uh it powers up his suit a bit more and then genuinely he says ah just what i needed yeah. and then that powers it up a bit more and then it's just a just like a loop <laughs> yeah it's one of the one of the sicker things nintendo did but hey <laughs> yeah. whatever works happy birthday mario well, you know, they want to. They want to get. Uh, thinking about this from a business perspective, you want to get as much value as you can from him, right? Yeah. So why not to make him say catchphrases to stay alive? Yeah, I like. I don't want to sound mean, but there is no chance in hell Charles Martinet is coming on the space arc. <laughs> oh. What? You he just does barrier catchphrases. Oh, be, he could he could add them to all the games we play. It would make them uh, fun and uh, and zany. No, absolutely not. If he is, <laughs> he's having a cabin at the other end to me, <laughs> which is actually adjacent to you because of the lack of space. Yeah, in the, yeah. In the space that. So Mario Maker's in. I'm assuming. Yeah. So Mario Maker in for me. Yeah, it's in. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Was that your Mario impression? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in it goes. Hooray. So good, good uh, space art for Nintendo so far. Got a nomination here from Alex D for Trials Evolution. Hello there, chaps. Rather tricky genre this week. Being generally quite lazy and short of gaming time, I'm not a huge fan of games which rely on user-generated content, but there is one I played to death and loved every second. I nominate Trials Evolution on the Xbox 360. Whilst mm-hmm. the single-player tracks aren't quite in the same league of its predecessor Trials HD, it did feature a hugely popular track editor where people up, uh, would upload their creations for you to try out. Indeed. Some of the tracks produced were astonishing, and the inclusion of said editor added hours of value upon the package as a whole. That's it, really. I don't have a huge amount to say other, about the game other than it's pretty excellent. Keep up the good work, etc. Thanks, Alex. Um, yeah. yeah, summed up very nicely there. Uh, the game itself is okay, but um, I would actually, I tell you what, if you want to find some amazing examples of what people have done with it 
on the uh, Achievement Hunter channel on YouTube, they have they did a series of um, uh, trials tracks where they just like show some of the stuff that's in there, and you would not believe what has been achieved with it. But when you, the mechanics of it are simple enough that it's difficult to make a bad level. You can do it, mm. but yeah, you know, even a bad level is still quite good fun. Yeah. But uh, the things that have been done with it are so creative. It gives you enough enough play that it's just extraordinary. Yeah, and and, and still people still generating stuff today for. Well, today, twenty fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, year three thousand. Not so sure. But yeah. which version? Which version of trials have we agreed on? Well, we've got to discuss evolution because that's what that's what's been nominated. I I'm happy to put that in. I do slightly prefer fusion, unlike Alan, but um, yeah. Uh, I'm 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 very happy for Charles to go in. Very I always remember um, uh, Joe um, Scrabbles, who I mm. work with, show in was showing me some Charles Fusion levels, and the level editor is so versatile. As someone had built like a first person like horror game, it was almost like PT. Yeah. Um, wow. But somehow it shifted the camera onto something that it could move around this like room in third person. I was like, how the hell is this ever a side on bike game? You know. Good. Hooray! It is in. Yeah, did we all say yes? Well, I was a bit like, eh, yeah, 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 sure, why not? All right. What a positive space arc. I'm enjoying it. This is good. <laughs> yeah. Tom Davis, Tom Davies, says, Greetings from the non-burning past. <laughs> uh, I am putting forward Happy Wheels as my nomination for user-created games. A lot of user-created levels in any games are crazy death traps which kill you in multiple annoying ways. Tom, that is true. This game is based on that idea. Oh. <laughs> With ridiculously violent deaths, hilarious physics, and a very odd selection of characters. From a man on a pogo stick, a woman and two kids on a bike, and of course, Santa. Of course. This is one of the best ways to waste a lunch break, attempting to beat other people's levels. Even when you die, it's not as frustrating as other games, as you can watch your corpse sail across the level to be hit by yet more spikes and mines. It and is some of the most satisfying long deaths in video games that yeah. happen in Happy Wheels. It's and it's free! Exclamation mark. And it's free. Thanks from a lava-filled grave, Tom Davies. <laughs> this, uh, this sounds an awful lot like what it's like when we just look out the window. <laughs> well true but except you don't see someone on a segway sort of with half a leg well maybe you do maybe you do yeah I, like things are, things are you absolutely mad. do yeah. people are yeah. you trying to use segways to escape the event left and right <laughs> which is the two ways you can go so yeah <laughs> yeah because the world is became 2d in the 2700 <laughs> um, interesting i don't know what i feel about happy wheels i mean it's a sort well, it's of... not a million it's not a million miles away from trials in a sense is it it's yeah it's true of... it's very well it can be very similar to trials yeah in the, if you get on a, a a bike or whatever but it's more it's more about the accidents and in in trials you're either alive or you're not you know and you can respawn very easily but Happy Wheels, it's all about sort of you might be limping through and it's all like a bit rubbish. You know what I mean? It's um, very, very violent, isn't it? Happy yeah. Wheels. You, literally, people are being torn limb from limb, blood oh everywhere. My, oh, my um, God. Yeah, I, it, I haven't played this. It's You can just play it online. Oh, it you is... should really play it, Matthew. It's very funny, you know? It's a good... Uh, I'm bare minimum of five minutes of chuckles for you, probably. Oh. It's That's like so. Like. It's very. I'm, so my description of it would be 
um, Trials plus South Park plus Super Meat Boy. There are some interesting ideas. You can get sort of puzzly type levels uh, mm. with it, as I remember. You yeah. can where you, you you do have to because th- you're going to get bounced around and whatnot. And there's all sorts of weird little tools that you've got spikes and stuff. But there is it, it can be quite cerebral as well. It's not just about watching you uh, get beaten to a pulp. I feel because we put trials in, we've got a representative of the sort of negotiate over obstacles by leaning backwards and forwards. Mm. So why put another one in? I I mean, it's got a different aesthetic, but uh, taking out valuable space arc space, you know? By the time we've taken off, I'll have just sort of like, the idea of laughing at others' misfortunes will have grown quite boring because it's all we do, like all day long. (laughs) Literally, (laughs) all we do. You know, it's like, uh, once you've seen like... You know, you've seen a thousand people melt. Yeah, we have to take it. We, I mean, we've, we've come to the stage where we're taking it in shifts to laugh at people's <laughs> yeah. misfortune. We do sort of, we cope with like four hours each and then you have to, you have to the, get someone you know, else in. The laughing won't do itself. Someone's <laughs> got to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that got dark. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I don't know what to do about this one. Um, what are you I guys think doing? It, it sounds like, I don't really know a huge amount about it, but I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> the classic space arc uh, yeah. technique. I don't really know what I'm going to talk to you about, so to be safe, I'm going to throw it into fire. I think it's <laughs> if in doubt. I think if there's no. a, if there's a genre of sort of slightly bouncy stuff where you're going to die a lot, yeah. you know, in horrible ways, then it's got that one nailed. But for user generated content, I don't think that's it. I don't think it's a, a user generated top smash yeah. really. Compared no, to I'm some g- of the others, yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say a slightly reluctant no because I yeah yeah but yeah it's, it's a, a, no. a no. Sorry, Tom. But hey, at least you can chuckle as it bounces into the lava. Yeah. So it it, it, yeah. it died as it would want to. It went out as it would want to. Unfortunately, because it's an internet game, it's our computer's going out the window with it. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that's harsh. That's a hard thing to watch. So have we got nominations? <clears throat> Well, I was going to nominate WarioWare DIY, so oh, I'm, cons- God, yeah. I'm considering this a success already. <laughs> oh, you're you're riding on the coattails of others, I see. Okay, thanks, suckers. <laughs> All right, can I put something forward which I think is going to provoke some debate? Sure. I mean, this is get. I mean, you you. In fact, you probably actually haven't played this one. It's a little obscure game. It's only sold a couple of copies. It's called Mine- oh, it's called Minecraft. <laughs> I knew it. I saw that coming. It's called. We're going to have the Minecraft conversation now. Uh, I want to preface this with: this is the cop out to undermine anything that you're about to say. Games journalists don't appreciate Minecraft, in my experience. Uh, Am I wrong? I, I would, uh, Am I wrong? I think. Well, I wouldn't. The idea... I mean, I've been following Minecraft since it was first created. Yeah, since and the, the alpha, yeah. It was Since it was knee-high to a cuboid pig. <laughs> <laughs> and I I love the... I, I, got, I, I don't have bad things to say about Minecraft. The only bad things I have to say is about my appreciation of Minecraft because I always keep coming back to it and hoping that I'm going to get into it and I never do. I think um, it's I think in the early days it was literally blank canvas syndrome was a big problem, right? You had to have an idea. You were going to build at the basic level a castle or you know, it does require something to get your imagination going, hmm. right? But but you know 
you know, I was talking when I was talking about the beginner's guide, and if you go back and look at some of the things people were creating in the very, very early versions of Minecraft, when you know, there's just like a big bridge, or as you say, a castle, and that simple abstract sort of geometry and and, mm. and architecture. There's something really magical about it that oh, I don't yeah. think has ever gone away with Minecraft, really. I People still are still building go, beautiful, yeah. like, castles and, you know, sort of palaces yeah. and ancient things, recreating areas. It's amazing. And cities, that sort of thing is going on. But alongside that, you get people coming up with amazing uses for the physics or for, you know, if... if um, yeah. it's I, I pity you if you've never spleefed in your life, you know? Um, What's that? Spleefing is a, a a game. I mean, it's, it sounds it sounds illegal. It does. It sounds a little filthy, doesn't it? But it's a game where you are it, it, on an arena above a, a a sort of lava filled. In fact, which would appeal a lava filled pit, and you're having a battle on top of it. But the floor is disappearing. So sooner or later, you're going to plummet to your death. Right? Mm. It's. Uh, but that's just a, like somebody has created that game. Yeah. Inside the game. Which think, is the ultimate act of user-generated brilliance. Yeah. I think Minecraft is an amazing, incredible thing. Full stop. And it's a force for good in the world, generally speaking. Yeah. You know, I mean, some parents of small children may disagree. They play too much Minecraft. But <laughs> generally speaking, it yeah. is a good thing. Yeah. But um, I just don't... I just never got into it. And I never can. And it makes me sad. It's It's kind of a game as in toy probably it's more you know it is just like virtual lego and mm. like my my little brother plays minecraft or used to play minecraft um like i i would play with lego when i was a kid i mean he'd just i'd come you know i'd come home and you know i only went i go home occasionally like christmas and birthdays and things and i was you know always just absolutely amazed at like the mad thing he was obsessed with building hotels mm. <laughs> like these big buildings which he would say oh they're hotels you know they've yeah. got uniform bedrooms and you know they've got these great big glass fronts and all this kind of crazy stuff and big walkways uh when the olympics was on he rebuilt like big parts of the olympic arena that he'd mm. sort of seen cool. you know on tv um you know he just built like a huge swimming pool yeah which I remember because it had really the the seats went up really high. They were <laughs> so steep, like steps up from the side of the pool into it was just like the swimming pool of the gods. It was like <laughs> the strangest thing, and they had this diving board. And you just look at that and go, "Well, that's that's what I did with my box of just generic Lego pieces." You yeah, know, when I was yeah. like eight, um, and that's you know, I, I can't get into it myself. Like it doesn't, uh, yeah. I know it's what you not mean. My thing, but... Yeah. but one hundred, one thousand percent, I'm going to put it in a space up for for yeah. sure. Uh, so yeah, I mean, for me, obviously, it's 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 a yes, and from Mister Mark Green, it's a yes. So we're in, Matthew. Where? What's your take on this? Are you? Are yeah, you're, you're yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. You know, I, I think it's good. I mean, because yeah. Oh well, well, there you go. You've all given the lie to my uh, opening statement, which was that nobody understand, nobody, no game journalists understand Minecraft. All right, I'm going to do mine now. Go for it. So I am. It's a bit of an oddball choice. I am proposing the world's. Well, oh, sorry, I forgot the name again. Oh my god! <laughs> Just got to make sure I get it right for reasons that will be obvious. I love this game so much. I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> it is though. It is world's biggest Pac-Man dot com. 
and this is the world's biggest Pac-Man by uh, Namco, I think, the creators of Pac-Man. So this is basically they let everybody create their own Pac-Man um, mazes in the ratio and original size of the original Pac-Man, and they just put them all into one contiguous gigantic map. Mm. So every every single maze has a an exit at the top, bottom, left, and right, mm-hmm. and that connects it to someone else's maze. And so you can either just explore and just traverse these thousands and thousands, I think it's 20,000 or 200,000 or something, Pac-Man mazes, or you can try and beat each individual level if you want. Um, and yeah, that is a really cool thing. Are there game? Are there levels on it which actually work well as Pac-Man levels? Yeah, I'm just sort of looking at a few of them, and there are some in there which look like they should, you know, actually work, and then there are several which are just sort of somebody's written their name or or something like that. I mean, I mean, you certainly see quite a few levels where the ghosts. I think the ghosts are the original. Um, I think I've got the original uh, patterns. So they kind of struggle a bit with like large open spaces and, and stuff like that. That is a left field choice. I don't know. I'm not really sure what to make about that because... Well, it gets, uh, gets Pac-Man in the arc. Well, that's true because you could just build the actual original Pac-Man level in there. And you can't put Pac-Man in lava. I mean, seriously, what would be <laughs> wrong with you? I, don't, I, I find Pac-Man like, stressful to the point that I don't like it. Well, this is this is not a good this is not a good thing. Yeah, things I mean, have got serious in here. It's not something I play <laughs> a lot of, or particularly really even hugely enjoy Pac-Man, even though I did, you know, back God. in the day. But oh, no, that... I know that you, I know that you love it. It's just I'm on the wrong podcast. To, it is very, it is stressful. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard game. Uh, but it's like the panic of being trapped in a maze with ghosts. Oh yeah, that that old that old chestnut. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if if um, the guy who, I can't remember his name now the guy who invented Pac Man like he when he created it he lived in like a flat with four guys <laughs> called Inky, Inky Blinky Pinky and Clyde <laughs> that would mean that the origin story of nearly every Japanese arcade game would be about their people's landlords and who they lived with what with yeah. Mario Sengali or whatever he was called that gave Mario his name it's just like and those absolute... guys, those four, those four guys are like playing Pac Man and they're like wait a second. <laughs> Like, like, guys, do you think this is about us? It's just like a really passive-aggressive, you know. It's like the equivalent of uh, leaving a really sort of passive-aggressive post-it on the fridge. Yeah, (laughs) it's these four guys who only walk in straight lines and right angles. (laughs) Walk around the flat. There might be something in that. Yeah, certainly something worth looking into, I guess. But uh... <laughs> yeah, I'll probably I might look that up on Wikipedia later. <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> I'd like to see you publish that article. Put it that way. But <laughs> yeah. But what do you think? Well, you have, neither of you have played the world's biggest Pac-Man, I guess. It just feels like a kind of little internet project rather than an actual, you know, a, a thing of the of the size of some of the other things that are ever in. I like the idea that you can build an authentic Pac-Man experience. With the sound effects, the movements, the mm. ghost logic, uh, and I think for, you know, even though I'm not crazy about it, I could, you know, it lets you make more Pac-Man on tap, and mm. there are Pac-Man fans. Oh, that's what they so, should have called it, Pac-Man. On so tap. I think, I think, uh, I, I'm going to say yes. Get in that art, Pac-Man, where you belong. 
As long as he doesn't ch- if he chases us down corridors, I'm going to be cross. <laughs> I don't really. That's not how you, I know that's not Batman's deal, but no. And also, it's never happened to any other game that we've put in space. Like, it hasn't no, come. It hasn't no, come to life. This is but how scared I am of <laughs> Pac-Man. Against yeah. Us, yeah, clearly. Yeah, there's something. I'm, I'm genuinely like I would. I would be roommates with Charles Martinet if it meant those ghosts not getting me. You know, like I would take him over the ghosts. Martinet's getting a real raw deal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this he's, a lo- he's, he's considered by everybody to be a lovely man with oh, he's a, nice. a great heart a couple of times he's very friendly yeah so that's some uh some interesting nominations we've had this week including of course nominations generated by the user which is oh yes. you, the listener which is very meta and very deep oh um, we should have done that joke at the start damn it yeah well, we, we've got it in now i'd like to think you know. <laughs> All the all the obvious jokes will be included sooner or later. So yeah. um, if you want to find out what the next episode's genre will be and how you can lob your contributions in our general direction, then you better keep listening. That's, that's uh, threatening. Yeah. That's an actual threat. Yeah. But first of all, I want you to pay attention to this. So we've reached the final platform of this podcast. This is the We're Going Home platform, but it is also the You Can Contact Us platform for the next episode. And uh, something we're very keen to hear about is for our next uh, space arc, our next category is going to be James Bond games because the James Bond film Spectre will be out and it seems like a good time to, to once and for all decide what is the king of Bond games? Yeah, so there's quite a lot of Bond games, and obviously because there's a li- this is a limited selection space art genre. Um, you know, consider it a v- if you like, consider it a vote for your favourite Bond game, and we'll we'll total up all the all the votes and see what everyone's favourite is. <laughs> Probably Goldeneye, <laughs> but maybe maybe the maybe the second favourite will be an interesting battle. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be uh, an exciting exciting thing to discover next episode. And I'm pretty mm. sure we can wheedle some impersonations in there as well for your oh. listening pleasure. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> now you're talking. Is there a Spectre video game? No, no. Oh. Well, that's the thing these days, isn't it? Is you don't get those huge licenses. Uh, mm. They've kind of given yeah. up on the Bond games. Yeah. So yeah, run us through those uh, ways of contacting us, Matthew, with with no mistakes. You can tweet at us which is at Rotating Podcast. You can email us, us which is uh, trp at therotatingplatform.com. Yeah. No you need can, to sound so nervous. You're doing well. You can look at us up on Facebook, where we are facebook.com forward slash rotating platform. Um <laughs> And you can Matthew's to, on there all the time. He you loves can it. Co- you can comment on our website, which is therotatingplatform.com. Yeah, that's the easy one because yeah. that's the that's the that's the only one that's the name of the podcast. Yes, yeah, you're right. Dot com. That's what well, what well, yeah, and that's everything I think. Also, well, the fifth means of communication is of course leave us a, a nice review on on iTunes. Yes, yeah. please do. It does help us reach out to future fans of the Rotating yeah. Platform podcast, who we're very eager to meet. Please don't put anything negative. If, you, if, if you've if you got negative things to say, just write, write those thoughts down, just screw them up and throw them in the bin where they belong. <laughs> With all your other junk opinions. <laughs> Says the video game critic. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm only joking, of course. Anything three stars and up, I'm interested in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, three I... stars. We three stars. We can talk about. Or GMAs are also of interest. Games Media Awards also of interest. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what are you saying? Do- nominations or actual awards? No, nominations. The campaign oh. for 2016 starts here. <laughs> yeah, but also awards. If anyone wants to send us an award. Great, We're, we are interested. That's there, must be, there, there must be podcast awards, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, isn't there, are there podcast awards in like the Webbies, or am I making that up? Yeah, I think so. Well, that's what I want to win this year. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so do try. Yeah, so make th- us if one. you you can you can help us by leaving those iTunes reviews. Yeah, that's the um, way. That's the only way we're going to beat this American life. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> but yeah, but anyway, that's how you get in contact with us. Yeah. Send us your lovely things, your lovely words, your lovely ideas, mm. um, your your worldly possessions. Yeah, yeah. your your money. Uh, I'm jo- <laughs> no, of course, I'm joking. I am joking. I don't want any money. <laughs> and that's uh, yeah. Well, that's that's it for this episode. Indeed. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Bye.